Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. You're listening to Rob Kendall. It's an action-packed show today, Casey. Let's go! And Casey Daniels. The gang is all back together. On 93 WYPC. Good morning. It is Thursday, July 27th. It is six minutes after nine. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Hey, do you smell that? Yeah, something stinks in Delaware. So Hunter Biden yesterday, he pled not guilty in court after that federal judge said she was not ready to accept that so-called sweetheart plea deal uh, after the prosecution revealed that the investigation was ongoing into him. He's not just going to get a free pass for all future transgressions. Uh, That thing that stinks, well, she sniffed it out. Boy, a lot of sniffing and stinking from you today, Casey. It's right out of the gate. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Okay, so this was amazing what took place yesterday. And we had had talked about on yesterday's show how – there was apparently some interaction between Hunter Biden's attorneys the day before where they were pretending to be someone that they were not actually, that they were pretending to be the prosecution. Or yep. I mean, it was like this very bizarre thing where they had called in either requesting documents or a change to documents. Or I mean, it was just a very odd thing. And then they come into court yesterday and there is apparently some sort of dispute over whether this would have granted blanket immunity to Hunter Biden. And the judge then asked for clarification, is this ding dong still under investigation? She didn't use the word ding dong. I did. (laughs) The prosecution, the district attorney says, yes, And then the judge, if you interpret based on what she said and what she did, basically said, I am done being played a fool and being schemed and scammed by all of you. So get the hell out of my courthouse. And I am not accepting this plea deal, which was freaking awesome. Yeah, she said uh, she's not going to rubber stamp the agreement and she's not in the position to decide on the plea agreement. So now they're starting over. You would think that when they go in there, the defense and the prosecution have all this worked out. They all agree on everything and it's just a done deal. Okay, so I heard Tony talking about this drive into work today and this is something i struggle with quite a bit because and we're gonna get into this later in the show government is run by some of the dumbest people alive now i'm not saying rank and file government workers there are many hard-working patriotic people i am saying the people in charge are some of the collectively dumbest people walking the face of the earth and so i struggle when things like this happen whether indeed it is just blanket corruption on the side of everyone involved or are the people actually that stupid that they could have missed this because how could you not know I mean if somebody is indeed under investigation how could you possibly offer them blanket immunity and between Hunter's attorneys and the prosecution how could there be any dispute when you walk into that courtroom whether this entails blanket immunity or it does not well I'm going to open up door number three not stupidity Door number three says they are so egotistical and narcissistic that they thought, oh, this is just going to happen. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Well, and, and my dad and I were talking about this last night. And my dad is someone who spent 20 years in front of in front of, in front of federal judges. 
good ones, bad ones, ones he liked, ones he didn't necessarily care for, some that were brilliant, some that were not. And we were talking about this, and he said, you know, basically the one thing you really can't do <laughs> is insult the intelligence of, of the judge, judge, right? They and, don't like that so much, huh? And, and because they're in the mind of a, of a federal judge, there is no one more powerful than a federal judge. And they, they everyone here, collectively insulted the intelligence blatantly mm -hmm. of this judge. There are liberal judges, there are conservative judges, but you got to at least act like the judge is the smartest person in the room, and they totally just stuck a giant middle finger right in the face of this judge, and good for her for exposing how awful and unfair and unjust this whole thing has been. Yes, well, and now this opens the door possibly for impeachment of Merrick Garland and the more investigations into Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. It, it means none of them are off the hook. Okay, so uh, Tom Cotton, he is a U.S. Senator Republican. I believe it's Arkansas he's a, he is a senator from. And he was on Fox News yesterday and said this may be the moment the walls start closing in on Hunter and Joe. Well, we certainly need to get to the bottom of not just the allegations about what Hunter Biden did in his shady foreign business dealings, but also what the Department of Justice has done to protect Hunter Biden. We've now heard from multiple whistleblowers that have said the Department of Justice and other political appointees prevented career investigators from pursuing the full extent of charges that may have been levied against Hunter Biden. We're going to have more whistleblowers and more witnesses on these matters soon, but this may be the moment that the walls are beginning to close in, not just on Hunter Biden, but on Joe Biden as well. When the president, when the president's son has to withdraw his plea deal, that was even more of a sweetheart plea deal than anyone imagined until it was revealed today. And at the same time, the White House won't even deny that as a sitting vice president, he was speaking to his son's shady foreign business partners. So he's talking about more whistleblowers, Devin Archer the comic book superhero who's set to testify <laughs> next week. And, uh, you know, that plea deal that was struck, that was ha that that took place before the IRS whistleblower came in. Yeah. Now, you may be listening to us driving down the road, and maybe you're a big Biden fan, and you say, well, gosh darn it, these radical right-wing conservatives, Robin Casey and their evil sidekick, Kevin, they're just <laughs> painting a very terrible picture of our president, and I'm not going to stand for that. And no doubt this was all on the up and up, and everybody behaved properly, and it's this Trump-appointed judge that is doing the evil doings. And, uh, well, so let's head over to CNN, Casey, because okay. I don't think anybody is going to accuse CNN of being in the tank for uh, the Republican Party or Donald Trump or conservatism. And they have uh, a guy named uh, Ellie Honig, and he is a former assistant U.S. attorney as one of their legal analysts. And he says it is very, very rare for these plea deals to fall apart. How rare is it that, as a prosecutor that you are walking in for this type of hearing and you are walking out perhaps with the deal falling apart? It's very, very rare. Sometimes you do have a miscommunication about what the scope of, as we'll call it, the coverage is. How much is this person covered moving forward? But that is, in some sense, the most important issue in a case. Look at this case. If Hunter Biden pleads to one or two or three tax misdemeanors, it's two in this case, that's fine. But the, the agreement here is no prison time. The bigger concern is, is he covered for anything else? Is he going to get a pass from DOJ for anything else? And you would absolutely have that hammered out from both sides. To have it fall apart in this fashion is, is really surprising uh, and doesn't reflect well in either of the two parties.
He's and this is what's what's wild, Casey. If you were indeed a prosecutor that wanted justice or was seeking justice, you would be dancing. Of course, you would, you would never offer this plea agreement, but you would be dancing with glee and joy right now. Oh, you want to go to trial? Great, because this dude is so obviously guilty. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is a just a cavalcade of evidence against this guy that could conceivably, if the law is followed, potentially put him in jail for the rest of his life. You would be so elated about this. But it's not about justice. It's about getting this dude out of this little little vice that he's trapped himself in so that his dad, the president of the United States, doesn't go down with him. Well, the thing is, is they, they want him to be released from any future charges. And that judge was like, are you still being investigated, maybe being a foreign agent? Oh, well, no, we're not doing this. You're not going to be excused for everything that you could potentially do in the future. Yeah, I mean, they they act like this guy was some guy who was very hungry and took a candy bar and maybe took a bag of chips to feed his family. No, this guy is potentially under investigation or is under investigation for a bevy of issues and the big one now is potentially human trafficking mm-hmm. funding prostitution rings and potentially could be maybe depending on who you believe dealing with underage girls well you remember the president is very proud of his son so i love this so corinne john pierre of course she peter pants and then had to go out on stage and, <laughs> and lie and spin for for quite a while and Right out of the gate, Casey, listen to this. She says, no Hunter questions today because Hunters, get this, well, he's a private citizen. Sure. Well, many people have been following the news in Delaware today and have and we're going to have a lot of questions. And so here's what I'll say at the top before I turn it over to uh, my colleague, the Admiral. Hunter Biden is a private citizen, and this was a personal matter for him. As we have said, the president, the first lady, they love their son and they support him as he continues to rebuild his life. This case was handled independently, as all of you know, by the Justice Department under the leadership of a prosecutor appointed by the former president, President Trump. So for anything further, as you know, and we've been very consistent from here, I'd refer to the Department of Justice and to Hunter's representatives, uh, who is his legal team, obviously, who can address any of your questions. He's a private citizen, Casey. Well, sure he is, and that's why he got a six-car taxpayer-funded motorcade to go <laughs> to court. Because I get that when I go to the grocery store as a private citizen. Sure, absolutely. You get yeah. one of those UN flags to put on your uh, mm-hmm. you know, diplomat immunity. Sure, um, but their message is still the same which is we're not talking about this. Uh, And then, now, of course, we talked about the shifting narrative involving Hunter. Remember, for a long time, it was, I've had no conversations with my son. I've never spoken to my son about his foreign business dealings. And then just the other day, it suddenly magically morphed into he's never been in business with his son. Right. And now, Cringe Jean-Pierre got asked uh, if Joe had had any conversations with Hunter about his business dealings, and she won't clarify. And, you know, like, like Casey, Ask me, Rob, have you ever robbed a bank? Have you ever robbed a bank? No. I have absolutely 100% not ever robbed a bank. Good you know, to know why I could say that? Because I haven't. And if the answer is no, you give a clear, definitive no. We didn't get a clear, definitive no. 
Uh, earlier this week, you said the president was never in business with his son. But can you say specifically that the president did not have discussions of any kind with Hunter about his business dealings? I appreciate the question. I've been asked this question multiple times in different vari variations in different ways. I, as you mentioned, I was asked this question multiple times on Monday. Nothing has changed. I don't have anything at to add to what I stated on Monday. Nothing has changed except for, well, I don't know. The plea deal fell apart. I mean, it's gotten so ridiculous they can't hide it anymore. Right. And they know the media is being forced into doing some actual pretend journalisming. And they just, that the, is so, I mean, it was always so ridiculous. Any parent who has any sort of relationship with their kid is going to ask them about their job. Correct. That is like, that is so ridiculous to think your loser kid is involved in business dealings in foreign lands and you are a former u.s senator slash vice president and you never t don't even like it doesn't peak your even if there was nothing a foul here casey even if it was all in the up and up wouldn't you be like hey how's it going how's over going? The, yeah how's barisma so or never whatever. once never once on airplane <laughs> air force two or air force one or on the balcony of the white house or are those state dinners all of those times that hunter was there milling about never once did they talk about it not once rob uh speaking of not talking mitch McC McConnell had a very <laughs> weird thing yesterday, and uh, I mean, he like turned into an episode of Freeze Frame. Yeah, zombie apocalypse Man, it happened. Was, this was very weird. We'll talk about it when we come back. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Yeah! Apparently he fell recently at a D.C. airport. He's had a few falls and uses a wheelchair periodically to get around. We're talking about Mitch McConnell. It is 924 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. But before we get to this, I do want to point out it is Henry Lee Summer Day mm -hmm. on the show because coming up <laughs> later in the program, we will have the very amazing, talented Hoosier rock legend Henry Lee Summer on the show. Mm -hmm. And I am so excited to ask him. This is a little known fact. Henry Lee Summer was a phenomenal high school basketball player in Brazil, Indiana in the 19, early 1970s. He was offered a scholarship, wasn't he? Yeah, he's, he's great. So we're going to have him coming up. So it's all Henry Lee Summer music today. He's toured with a lot of bands, too. So I can't wait to ask him who the biggest partiers were. Yeah, absolutely. So that's coming up later in the show. But first, yes, Mitch McConnell. Uh, okay, so we're going to play just the first 15 seconds of this audio because this is a very scary, very weird thing where he's in the middle of having a press conference about something and he just freezes mm -hmm. and stands there in the mid-sentence. He stops talking, stares off into the abyss, looks like me at like 3 a.m. at Kilroy's <laughs> circa 2010 uh, after about nine Long Islands. Mm -hmm. Although only he, I don't think, has had anything to drink. And he pauses for like, we're not going to play the whole thing, but he pauses for like 20, 25 seconds. And then John Barrasso, who's a senator from Wyoming, walks up to him, asks him, hey, did you have anything else you wanted to say? They send something's wrong and they usher him away from the podium. Here's like the first 15 seconds of this. Bipartisan cooperation and a string of... Uh, uh, 
He's he, just zoned out, staring off into space. It's like when the dude starts talking about Sports Illustrated. Yeah. It, I'm like, <laughs> mouth drooling, yeah. you know. Uh, and, and so, I mean, it's obviously a very serious issue because mm-hmm. the guy is 993 years old. He's and, actually 81, a, but yeah. Very good, same thing. <laughs> but uh, again, like, you know, Biden, Feinstein, Fetterman, Pelosi, Grassley, this guy. I mean, do we need to start looking at term limits for these people? Oh, Absolutely, but there is the same chance of term limits as me being gifted $73 million, which is absolutely <laughs> none. Now, in in like true heroic sports fashion, mm-hmm. a la... He rallied. Like, you know, Larry Bird coming back out of the locker room, he returns and says, no, oh, it's fine, everything's fine. Could you address what happened here at the start of the press conference and was it related to your injury from earlier this year where you suffered a concussion? Is that... Yeah, well, I'm fine. I'm fine. A lot of people just stop mid-sentence, stare into the abyss for 30 seconds, and then have to be escorted away by their fellow senators. It's all cool, bro. Yeah, this is totally normal. Nothing to see here. Uh, you know what? He just needed to be charged like a phone. Just go plug him back in for a few minutes and get him back up to 5%. Kev, without indicting you or, or uh, putting you on a on a wanted poster in a post office, you are a man who has or has known some people who have dabbled in the finer spices of life. Is that correct yeah i've heard a little bit about that have, stuff. have you ever have you ever been or had one of your amigos have that sort of impression where mid-sentence they just start stop talking start staring into the abyss after yeah. you know one of the like i said nicer things society has to offer yeah you just kind of slip into the fourth dimension for a little bit and you know you're physically there but you're not really there yeah that's what happened to him huh? it, it's fine i'm fine Casey. it was just it was just low blood sugar he didn't have breakfast they needed to go give him a cookie you're and right, just a right. little reboot. You're so right, though. The guy is nine million years old. He was there when the Earth was young. He probably remembers the Gettysburg Address in real time, <laughs> and yet he is one of the four or five most important people in our entire government. He's what the second most powerful person in the Senate. Yes. He's the leader of the Republican Party yes. right now, and this is the guy who's just uh, and as Hoosiers. We should be exceptionally concerned about this because this is Todd Young's adult supervision. This is the guy Todd Young holds hands with every day when he walks into the nation's capital and goes, what are we voting on today, Daddy? Well, now it's more like Todd Young is leading him. <laughs> this is the capital. This is where you work today. It is 928. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. in the news and not because his leadership foundation is heading to southern indiana in august it's because he said no thanks and we're talking about no labels 934 it's kendall and casey on 93 wibc you know i was really disappointed that mitch daniels didn't run for the u.s senate this year we talked about this at the time for a bevy of reasons number one because it's going to give uh, our old pal jim banks kevin mccarthy's best friend who voted for kevin mccarthy 15 uh times because he's a very weak person and then didn't show up to vote on the debt ceiling uh it's going to give him a free pass which he totally doesn't deserve and he'll be the next u.s senator 
in this state, uh, but also because I was very hopeful of a spirited back and forth between Jim Banks and Mitch Daniels in which the infallible legacy of Mitch Daniels would crumble uh, in real time in front of everyone. Because while Mitch Daniels did some okay things as governor, he also did some very highly ridiculous things and was great at getting people to think he was uh, cutting t- often cutting tax burdens or cutting government when in reality he wasn't actually doing that. Example number one, Casey, we're capping property taxes. <laughs> well, no, you're not really, because at any time they want, a school corporation can put a referendum on the ballot and raise taxes above the cap. And when you air quote, capped property taxes. You also raised the sales tax because it wasn't really about accountability in government or forcing public education to get their fiscal house in order or, you know, run the government like we run businesses or be accountable to the taxpayers. It was about fooling people into thinking that's what you were doing. So none of that will get to happen. And I think Mitch Daniels is smart enough to know that he at his advanced age doesn't really want that infallible Mitch legacy to crumble. So why would he want to run for president? He went out on a high note. Absolutely. As he should. And, and give him credit, right? There is there are some, some people don't have that skill. Well, but there are yeah, and to his credit, he will forever be because other than radio shows like this, the narrative is always that Mitch Daniels was should be right there uh, with Lincoln and Washington and Jefferson amongst the greatest Americans who ever lived and well, gosh darn it, Casey, there's people who believe Indiana might not even be a state right now if Mitch <laughs> Daniels hadn't been elected. Well, governor. you know that I'm on the side of my man Mitch because he kept that Purdue tuition down, yes. which I appreciate. And there were, like I said, as a parent of a child who goes to Purdue, there were there were some fine things that Mitch Daniels did in in, in public life, and there were obviously as Purdue, he ran mm-hmm. that in a very fiscally responsible manner. But the, it is just the the slobbering love affair over this guy <laughs> is just complete bullcrap because that. That is not how we actually govern. I mean, the stuff they did on the property taxes and the way they hoodwinked and fooled everybody, which we are now big time paying out the backside on today, is ridiculous. Okay, well, there's this article in Politico, and in it, it says that uh, he's he's had informal conversations with people from the No Labels group, and he said that they're too smart to ask him to run, and he's too smart to say yes. He wouldn't do it. He's not going to be a third-party candidate under their No Labels banner. And then he went on to say that they should really change the name of the No Labels group because he said it's not a banner you'd want to fly your name under if you were launching a presidential campaign. Well, and, you know, he's too smart to run for president knowing he can't win and probably would have a hard time in many states even getting on the ballot. You know what he wasn't too smart to do, though, Casey? You know, he wasn't uh, too smart to realize that he shouldn't raise taxes on poor and middle-class people so that a billionaire, Jim Ursay, who inherited the team from his dad, could have a free stadium that we're still paying for to this day. Day. Uh, he did do that. So I just love when we do little Mitch Daniels stories because it gives me a chance on these, uh, you know, very powerful airwaves that you can hear from Ohio to Illinois and all mm-hmm. points in between. And, you know, people down at the state house say nobody's listening, but yet our ratings show tens of thousands of people are listening. So, you know, maybe it's somewhere in between that we just give us a chance to, to talk about the reality of Mitch Daniels and there'll be somebody driving in their automobile today, Casey, that maybe will now finally be aware of some of the things Mitch Daniels actually did as governor. And that, well, he's not an infallible person. Well, he also said that somebody running on the no labels ticket would be a fool's errand. So he's not going to do it. Mitch Daniels, not running for president. This is a serious question. 
not that I would ever ask you an unserious question in this, this very valuable airtime that we have. Unless you are just a complete narcissistic egomaniac, why would you want to be president of the United States? <laughs> For the power, the control. So Clearly. Let, I mean, look at Donald Trump. Look let, at Joe Biden. Let me repeat the question. Yeah. Unless you are a complete narcissistic oh. egomaniac, why would you? What a thankless, awful, horrific job. And that's why, quite frankly, since Reagan, every president we've had sucks at it. Well, because possibly you're a patriot and you don't like the direction of the country and you, you think you can okay, do it better see. and you oh. want to turn it around. You don't like that answer either? Uh, somebody would be in it for something other than themselves. Oh, Casey, you're just a... Yo, Aren't you're I a, sweet? Oh, gosh darn it. You're the best. Hey, we've got Jim Merritt. He's going to join us next. We're going to talk about Jefferson Shreve. Do you have a, a Shreve hangover today? Uh, well, uh... I hope not, because another shot's coming. I'm speechless, Casey, after yesterday's <laughs> interview. I'm speechless. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Good morning. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Republican candidate for mayor in the city of Indianapolis, our good friend, the great Jim Merritt. How are you, my friend? Good morning. It's good to see you back, Casey. Oh, thanks. You missed me while I was on vacation, I did. didn't I did. you? Yeah. She's the I, one. I thought about you the whole time I was gone. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> hey, you two. This is a family show. Okay. All right. Uh, so we did the big interview yesterday with Jefferson Shreve. And based on the feedback from the WIBC audience, while we give him, Jim, immense credit for coming on and doing the thing we say politicians need to do, it doesn't appear that his explanation on the gun grab went over very well, and that's not surprising. What sayeth you? Well, God love you for having him on, number one, and two, being very professional about it, because I know your your feelings about it. But the bottom... oh, Jim's like, Rob, you have such such such, such a low bar for yourself. <laughs> Anytime you're remotely professional, wow, somebody uh, should give Rob an Emmy. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's really, you know, uh, your, your listening audience deserves to hear uh, something other than the loud noise that is that is uh, surrounding this proposal and I think it's really important to allow him to speak allow him to to relate to your audience because you know it it it, it it's his name is on it his monikers there these three issues are a part of it but also give him the opportunity to talk about the other 80 percent of the uh, the the program here uh, of of what he believes in and you hope 
that the other 80% doesn't uh, go by the wayside. But, but, but it is, right? I mean, Casey and I talked about this yesterday. Yeah. It is. Nobody hears anything else, at least in the core group of voters, the listeners to this radio station. They don't. He- they haven't heard anything else because the gun thing is so bad and such a big deal. Yes, and when I ran for uh, mayor in 2019, I don't know if you remember this or not, but I was not allowed to walk in the gay pride parade. Mm-hmm. They and were going to throw. They were trying to throw a what do they call that? A brick shake at you? Yeah, they they uh, uh, they, they it ended up not not happening, and it kind of the campaign. My campaign kind of went quiet for a little while, and and the conservative uh, the conservative corner, if you will, was crickets. And so it it I see how this it, it took some air out of the balloon for me for a little while, and then we went on to other subjects, other other issues, and I, I started talking about crime again and 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 potholes in our infrastructure, and the campaign started growing again as as little as it did. But uh, bottom line is 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 Jefferson owns it. Mm-hmm. This is his campaign. He's talking to those fifteen thousand moderate voters in Washington Township that from 38th Street all the way up to 56th Street on Meridian and and in the streets around there. And and those are voters that either haven't voted in municipal elections or they're they're quiet Republicans, libertarians, and conservative Democrats. And that's who he's speaking to. He's not speaking to WIBC. But you can't lose. I mean, it's like it's you know this. It's a math game. It's a numbers game. It's coalition building. If one of your biggest coalitions just exits the exits the scene, your base. Yeah, it doesn't matter base. who else you bring. Yeah, you're losing hole. air out of the balloon, Casey. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you hope that that. In, in their mind, if, if they're polling now, they haven't lost energy in the campaign. Well, you know, he said while he was here that, yeah, he wants to move on and talk about other points. He said, yeah, I've got some really good ideas on some other things, but nobody is letting go of this gun policy that he has announced. And even when uh, I was preparing for the interview, our executive producer and I, Matt Hiblin, sat down and we were talking about things and he said, well, let's ask him some other stuff. And I said, Matt, nobody wants to hear the other stuff right now Mm -hmm. everybody wants to know what's the deal Mm -hmm. with this public safety plan Mm -hmm. well he's got to come with something else uh, dramatic now yeah and and, and possibly controversial well let's let's talk about that real quick because Mm -hmm. i maintain and look jim you are the nicest guy that ever did live so we'll get your (laughs) thoughts on this but i told him this yesterday and casey can Mm -hmm. confirm that i said this you absolutely need to pivot off of this, and the only way to get people to pivot off of this is to run an ad mm-hmm. saying where Joe Hogsett was during the riots. Because, number one, people deserve to know. And, two, the moment you do that, the news cycle all shifts to you talking about where Joe Hogsett was during those riots. This should have happened May 10th, right after the uh, the primary campaign. And uh, I can always talk for, I can only say from my own experience, my own thoughts is that this has to be front and center. And if people, if people can imagine crime and then they haven't been victims of it, you, you, you bring the vision of those May riots, those two nights, you know, first night, okay. Second night, inexcusable. And, and the idea of not talking about uh, the scars that are on the city, the broken windows, Casey and Rob, the, the idea that, that the, our monuments have red paint on them, that limestone, it's not coming out. It's still there. It, it is. And it's a, it's a constant reminder that the city was under siege and where 
was Joe. Yeah, all he has to do is put a commercial out with some B-roll of those times and ask the question, where was Joe Hogsett? Yeah. I won't leave you. Yeah. And, 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 and not only where was Joe, but talk to Joe. Mm-hmm. Say, Joe, where were you? Mm-hmm. We want to know why IMPD, why people, and we've been told but countless times that that people in decision-making positions in IMPD, they were getting riot gear out of their car trunk at 1 o'clock Sunday morning. Where, why wasn't the city protected? Why didn't you have the state police? The, the Monument Circle is state property. We could have had the state police surrounding the monument. Uh, you know, the spokes could have been completely closed because the state police have that. Why didn't you call the governor? Why weren't why weren't the monuments like State House and and uh, the World War Memorial Plaza and Monument Circle shut off? Because that is the symbol of the state of of the city of Indianapolis and really the state of Indiana. And and I get passionate about this because it didn't have to happen. And 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 you look right in the right in the uh, in the camera, and you're taping a commercial and say, "Joe, where were you?" Mm-hmm. Uh, Jim Merritt, our guest, former Indiana State Senator, was a 2019 Republican candidate for mayor. Talking about our interview we did yesterday with uh, Jefferson Shreve. Uh, here's the thing that got me, and Casey, you can hop in on this after Jim as well. I was willing to at least give him the benefit of the doubt in the beginning on the gun thing because I thought, well, it's stupid. He's just checking a box. It's a wink and a nod. Ha ha, I got to say this to get elected. And we all know I'm not going to do it once I get elected. So let's just check this box and I'll move on. But when I started seeing it in the television ads, when I saw the op-ed in Indy Star in its front and center, and he said it yesterday, he genuinely believes in these gun grabs. Man, that is a whole new level, and it basically makes it impossible to defend. Well, uh, it, again, you know, we talked about this on Capital Happenings. The, 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 the Statehouse I, Happenings. Statehouse yeah. Happenings. We talked about this. They have seen poll data. They've modeled. They, they've talked with people. There is something there that they believe that they believe that they will get those people to the polls if they talk about this issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's trying to pull from Hogsett voters, but he's doing it at the risk of selling out his own party. Mm-hmm. Well, it, 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 people have uh, talked about how little uh, Joe Biden has spent on his re-election campaign in mm-hmm. 24. Uh, uh, Joe Hogsett, there's no campaign right now. You don't see anything from him whatsoever, and and um, uh, there are critics that say he doesn't have to, but there needs to be a pivot. He, there needs to be uh, a, a follow up about crime and and uh, talk about how it's wrecked our city. Yeah, it doesn't have to be like if you're Shreve, like if I ran for public office again. I've said this many times. It would be like bridge on the river Kwai, right? Like you're you're just you may go down, but everybody else is going down too. All the infrastructure is going down. With you. If you're Shreve, don't you have to like blow Hogshead out of his hole? Don't you have to blow the bridge up? Don't you have to? I'm not really talking about blowing bridges up, just to be very clear. But I'm saying from a campaign perspective, if I'm going down, everybody's going down too. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. And he's not doing any of that. You've got to make an impact Mm -hmm. in everything you do because the campaign is so short. You got May. 
June, July, and August, and September. That's that's the length of a campaign these days. October, it's over. You've made your impact or you haven't. Well, it, it's on him at this point to move the conversation. Yes. Because unless until he does that, this is what people are going to continue to talk about. Right, and, and you've got to pivot. But you, you, you've got to pivot to some crime issue so it it so you have a chain of events you have a chain of a message and um i'm certain i'm certain he's got smart people working for the campaign they will do so jim Merritt, where could people find you if they want to learn more about your fabulous personality and overall just <laughs> and that just, wonderful shirt he's wearing today it's so Chris, colorful charm and charisma beyond belief merit 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 in the morning and we're having sue finkham oh uh today hey, and we're on hey, youtube hey finkham she's running for mayor of carmel she right? is can you ask her a question for me we certainly will i, I, reached, I hope you watch a streaming uh, live well i'm going to okay. but I, I, because i reached out to her during the primary and she never responded here is the question I want to know. Why are all the politicians in Carmel squish libs and super weak? <laughs> well, I'm Sue. I'm sure Sue is happy to come lib. on. Squish lib. Yeah, okay? squish lib and super weak. That's all I want to know. Can you ask her for that for me? Well, I'll do it in the Jim Merritt way. Just say, hey, this question comes from Rob K. in Brownsburg. I know you're running for mayor of Carmel, but this guy in Brownsburg is really curious. Find him on Twitter at Jim underscore Merritt. Jim Merritt, you are a national treasure. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.